Maradona was super scared of being in in and all the drama and the mafia drama that was happening. I mean, like it's it's not an accurate storytelling, but like it's some based on some true, right? Like I'm like I'm like there's there's a scene there's a scene where they're like where 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 they're, they're trying to move him in a car, and there's people just literally like punching the glass, and he's getting mm-hmm. like petrified. I was like, he's like, if I win, they love me. If I lose, they'll kill me. There, there was no way that the Napoli front office people paid for them. Maybe they paid for like a third of that salary, but two oh, thirds of that salary see, was all mafia. The beginning scene, <laughs> the beginning scene of this episode totally goes into that. Like, yeah. there's this guy, this is the president of the club that walks into this big, huge bank, and it looks like it's, you know, an Italian bank with all the big, all like, you know, it's looking grandioso, and and they're like. You can't afford to pay him. And like he's sitting at a round table and they're like, and he's like, why do you always get into these predicaments? We will figure it out. Go. And then next thing you know, Maradona signs for like what four or five million dollars. You're like, you know what you want to know. Yep, exactly. Exactly. The Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow The Minnesota Football Show at Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. My um, my name is Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am one of your co-hosts with my other co-hosts here present, Eric Silver Benaman and Bridget McDowell. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm gonna pass on that one. I'll, I'll go to Bridget. <laughs> Been a, been a rough uh, one. Fine. I, I don't have a whole lot there either to talk about yet. So, yeah. <laughs> back to you, you, Rodrigo. Yeah, back, back to right. Rodrigo. Right. <laughs> uh, well, um, I, I looked into seeing how much was it to, how much it would cost me to buy a flamethrower. Um, um, so I think I might, I might, uh, I might start a GoFundMe and hopefully within. The next two months, I'll be able to fund my own uh, flamethrower. So that way, when there's oppressive whiteness falling from the sky, I can incinerate it. That, and you can be the villain in every '80s action movie. Yes. Yeah. There's a there's there's a movie where there's like a Santa Claus wearing like a flamethrower, and I'm like intrigued in finding out what that movie is about. So. Um, but yeah. Well, Let's jump in. We got we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do, we do, we do. I also played. Uh, I also played futsal with Gerard Lagos. So that was. Heard about that? How, how'd that go? Did he did he meg you? No, he was like I've I've played with Gerard before, like, mm-hmm. and um, he's. I mean, the magic in his feet are still there. How that freaking a he can dribble and dribble through people, but yeah, he he likes setting people up, or at least that's what he's determined to do nowadays. You know. But he had this one like pass from one end to the other where like he used the outside of his foot to chip it. And the ball you could see it spinning in slow motion. And kind of like one of those slow motion windows, like I was like, is that going in or is that going to someone's head? Boom, head. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, 
Well, the ball didn't go in, but it was like I was like, wow, that's that's. Sometimes it get cut staring, but it was fun. It was first I time remember... I remember. Had... Oh, go ahead. No, it's the first time I've played futsal in like probably two years. So. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I remember watching his son at SPA. It wasn't last year. It was probably two years ago now. And man, that that kid was awesome. I think he's playing somewhere on the East Coast. I can't remember where he went, but full ride football soccer scholarship, as you can probably imagine. <laughs> really, really talented. Yeah, I mean, I've you know, I still hold my greatest achievement is is, is uh, coaching against Bus Lagos and beating him in a U nine girls tournament. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's my that's my pinnacle of my coaching career. I, I incinerated the team, and and it was one of those things that I'll take with me. Well, let's do this one really quick, just to kind of recap. Um, decision day. We we set it all up last week, and Rodrigo, you put the bonus content in at the end there. Thank you for that. Your quick reaction. But the final, uh, as you mentioned uh, on the last episode, uh, Galaxy and Minnesota United both tie, high scoring game, three three. Uh, Dotson's in, Ozzy's out. We knew that. Uh, we got lots and lots of goals. Uh, I'll just run through them and then maybe you guys can give your, your reactions and we can do the rest of the, the tables and all of how everything kind of came together and those last minute surprises and all that good stuff. But uh, 23rd, who knew scores, uh, Metanir assist. Um, that Oh yeah, this is the VAR one, right? It looks like he, he might be offside, goes to VAR and the goal stands. 1-0. Anything, any comment on the first goal? That was, that was beautiful setup. Team goal on a counter at that. Um We've always been asking what our identity is this year. And it was similar to our identity last year, right? We're a great counterattacking team. And I think with the pieces that we have, it's, I think that's the, that's the identity we should just embrace. I mean, like, I don't care. As long as we're scoring goals, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, yeah. Um, um, and another no. one of those, you, you always like to say, Rodrigo, uh, keep those keep those crosses low, right? This was a Metonaire low cross. Yeah, it was a low, it was a low, it was perfect pass. I mean, the back heel, Reynoso's back heel to a running. Uh, which inspired me to just do a bunch of back heels when I was playing football. <laughs> Believe me, I'm still. Um, ask me if I can walk, and I'll I'll, I'll tell you how I'm feeling. So, um, <laughs> but no, I mean it was great. And then Unu had the understanding that he needed to go wider in order not to be offside. And I think it was it was it Araujo, right? Was it um, or who was the defender? I uh, uh, don't remember. Yeah, Araujo. Yeah. He was beat. He knew he was beat, and so he just stopped running, hoping that they, that he would make the make it the offside trap work. And it, and it, and unfortunately for him, it didn't. But this was Unu's best goal of the season, mm. I wow. think. High praise. High praise. I think that was his best goal at all overall. Like all the other balls have been like inside the six or close to the six, nothing too great. But this one was was out wide. He had to drag out, and then he still had to chip the goalie enough to be able to get that ball in the back of the net. I thought it was a well-taken shot. I think he did a great job. And um, that's seven goals, right? I mean, seven yeah, goals. So. Yeah. so, I mean, I think there's a website out there that I forget because I heard it on the broadcast. The website that uh, kind of gives you your goal expected per, per chances you get. And, like, Anu is supposed to be at 10 goals. But we know how how much the post loves Unu. So um, I think if a couple of those go his way, we, we t- easily could be t- talking about 10 goals. And it's a different conversation at 10 goals than it is at seven. So, Bridget, anything to add? 
I'd, I'd agree with that. It was exactly, um, I think it was what everyone expected to see from him and mm -hmm. to watch it all come together, not just him, but having the entire midfield kind of do what they needed to do uh, to make that counter work. Yeah. Um, I, I remember, again, I, I just got mostly highlights from this, but it seemed like like these first, uh, the first half an hour, 40 minutes or so, like, Minnesota really had LA on their heels, which is not what I expected. Not what I expected at all. Um, yeah. seg I mean, that's a good segue. Oh, please. No, I was just saying we the high press is something that Heath likes to do, specifically the first half. Oh, it's hour, great when it works. It sucks when it fails, but it's great well, when it works. Well, I mean, it's, it's you need to you need to have the the right personnel out there to have that happen, yeah. and and right. when you can do it, do it. But also know that if you commit to a full press, you're also going to commit to open gaps. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well, let's go to 35th. Uh, another goal from, of course, our, our archer, Robin Lud, uh, off of Reynoso corner. The best part about this whole thing is Michael Boxall going for the bicycle kick, just as the, the biggest man out there, like showing us he's got some acrobatic skills and, you know, it, you know, when you hold up like a 5.1 or something like that, it wasn't the prettiest bike attempt, but it was just, it was just kind of fun to see him go for it. And, it, and it, it's interesting because it kind of takes the attention of a couple of defenders, certainly takes the attention of the keeper. And Lud is just right there far post to be like, oh, you guys are looking at him? Sweet. And just boop, one times it as it goes right by, <laughs> puts it in. Go ahead. Yeah, that was that was one of two like half bike assists that day. I can't mm. remember which team had the other one, but uh, his was definitely the better looking one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as bad as it was. Um, no, I think that was, a, it was one of those goals where I think we've been so close so many times with those. Definitely. And haven't been able to pull it off. And, or it hits the post. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and most of the season, you know, they're, they're kind of hesitant to take those because they haven't worked this entire time, but he mm. just goes for it. Like, okay, why not? Yeah. Uh, and it's perfect. Great yeah. goal. Really great goal. Um, let's go to the 47th, right before halftime. 2-0 uh, is the scariest lead in football. That's how it goes, right? So the 47th minute, like minute, maybe seconds before the whistle blows, um, Leggett gets one back. Uh, it's Chicharito getting everybody's attention as he does. Uh, Gasper definitely not having a Pedro day, just completely gets his coverage blown um, not the first time too. He, he had a rough one in this match here, but this is the one where he just, uh, he leaves him wide open. I think legit just like acres and acres of space. Um, Chichetito gets it to him and sneaks it by Miller. And we go to the half two to one Minnesota or one to two, I suppose if it's the, the home team first, uh, thoughts on that one. R rough way to go into halftime. It is, but it's not unnatural. I mean, it's happened to us before. I mean, you, you take a look at LA Galaxy team that's, you know, pushed and Chicharito's found his groove. So I, I I just don't... I knew it was coming. Like, you could totally tell. that they were getting the, the momentum back, and I thought, if anything, it was going to be that um, more than anything. So, but... Yeah, I mean, 2-1, you're still winning, so... Indeed, indeed. Uh, anything to add, Bridget? Keep it moving. No. Keep it moving. Uh, there he is. Uh, 
Rodrigo was giving us the non-video. We couldn't see his lovely face. Uh, so here is Chicharito in the 52nd right after halftime. Um, I don't know how to say this in Spanish, but it's a Portuguese last name. It's Araujo, and they say Arajo, I think, which is hurts my ears. Uh, anyway, he gets the cross. Uh, Gasper once again gets smoked, uh, and uh, Chicharito was right there for the header, if I'm not mistaken. This one was the header, right? Yes. Yeah. I believe so. So there you go. Didn't take long. They're now tied 2-2. And I don't know about you guys, but I was sweating. I was listening to just the broadcast and I was like, here we go. You just, I couldn't see it, but I could feel it, you know, could feel the yeah. momentum change. I mean, I think it, that was that true, but also at the same time, I was thinking, it was like, it's a tie. As long as we don't lose, we're, we're, we can, we can let other things happen and dictate, but as long as we don't lose. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, it, it, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously a point was, was all we needed going in and that's, that's what they knew, uh, to see Heath settle so easily for that. Once those LA goals started going in, um, to just continue to play like, yeah, we just need a point. Like, let's, let's just kind of try to hang on to this. And we've seen this before. We've seen this movie before. Which is what freaked me out. I mean, we're, we're watching Gasper whiff on everything, not making like no defensive subs. Like he puts an Adi uh, again. (laughs) Um, Yep. Like you're just broadcasting that you're perfectly okay with one, one point. Yeah. And and on the other side, they're making those changes on the fly because they know that they need a goal. And I mean, that's how we play every time. Yes, 100 percent. Well, 62nd minute, we get mad lucky off of the aforementioned Araujo Arajo. This this one was I, I honestly couldn't believe what I was seeing when I saw the replay. I mean, so it's another one of these really fast breaks, high press, Reynoso to Fragapane, and then Hunu was making that cross back in. I'm just going to keep calling him Araujo. But he's there. He is turned to goal. And I, I don't know, maybe you guys can help me describe this. I mean, he basically, like, volleys the cross <laughs> into the goal. I mean, kind of an epic own goal. Like, obviously, it was an accident, but it was so direct it almost looked like he did it on purpose. I mean, I, it was it was a, how do you want to describe it? It was a very strong own goal, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I have my own theories. Please. I think, uh, as it Araujo? Oh, how, do you, how do you pronounce it? That, that's how we do it, Araujo. But I mean, Araujo. Araujo. Yeah, it, it feels better, but they say Araujo, so whatever. <laughs> Araujo. I like, I like Araujo. that better. I like making that the ooh sound. It's just, it's just so, you know. It's, I just like doing. Anyways, I think he has a gambling problem. I think there was a um, misunderstanding, and he owed people money, and he's like, "I I need to make this in order to break even and not be like in a doghouse and you know call out all the other." He just needed someone. He needed something to do, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna pretend to pass it to my keeper and actually shoot." This is, this is like MJ and on stuff happening right now. <laughs> no, actually, have, have you ever seen the movie um, 
the replacements. It's a football. It's an American football movie, right? There's a scene where oh, the wow. kicker, the kicker, needs to miss the, the goal kick in order to mm-hmm. the extra point in order in order to keep his bar. I feel that's exactly what happened. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm just that. It was. It was different. There's no other. I, I there's no other way to explain something. So I mean, like. It was, I mean, it's one of those balls where they they go for it thinking it's going to go straight up and give the keeper plenty of time to to put a hand up. Uh, but he's he's so far away from goal and just puts way too much power on it and you see him just watch it go off of his foot like crap that's not where that was supposed to go he's expecting to look up and now it's going straight behind him and and poor bond is standing there <laughs> come on man um yeah it was, if you haven't yeah, seen it listeners it's it definitely <laughs> worth going back to look at that highlight because it is you just don't see many own goals like that with no. the, with a certain level of I want to say confidence, but it just, I don't know, and the, strong and own goal. And watch all the guys standing around him going, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, with that, that's that's three to two at this point, feeling pretty good. And then 75th minute, Chicharito does Chicharito things, uh, like you mentioned, Rodrigo, uh, gets in there. I think he, again, I don't, I don't know if he goes after Gasper again, but he burns a couple of people. Um, gets a shot off. Calls for the handball. As he's calling for the handball, the ball volleys right back to him, and he just lashes it one more time, and that one goes past Miller. Hard to watch. <laughs> I just, you know, like, I, I don't want to say Miller is, you know, 200% at fault, but, like, if you commit, like, what, what I've always, like, seen is, like, if you commit to going out to get the ball, you commit to going out and get the ball regardless of what it is. And his hesitation to judging the distance to go get the ball in that last goal was just, it, it just created all the space that was needed at that point. And I feel bad because Dotson literally was in the way and he turned, if he would have turned literally like half an inch more, the ball would have gone off him and maybe would have gone out, out. But that's the thing too. I mean, like that's, that's what you have to, that's, there's just been a lot of miscommunication. Our backfield and our keeping the last couple of games have been like not what we're used to, and I think that's one of the things that that going into the playoffs should make anyone 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 nervous, right? That um, that we're able to do that. So, uh, 87th minute, we get a penalty. Uh, Fragapane gets taken down, pretty clear, and th- and this is where. A lot no, of the, it was a handball. It was a handball. It was a handball. Thank you. Thank you. That's what yeah, he he, he had the ball on the I think left side and like in the six yard box and he just saw that either either he shoots it. If if the if the defender wouldn't intervene, that would have been in the back of the net. Got it. That it was it's just a powerful shot. So well, the it was interesting a PK. point here though. Yeah. yeah. It was a PK. And we we just assume Reynoso is probably gonna take the PK. Uh why don't, why don't you take it from there? Because this is where like Loon's social media was like flipping out. Go ahead. Uh, PKs are literally Reynoso's job. Um, for some reason, and and Keith was asked about it after the game, and and he said, "Yeah, I I don't know why the decision was made for Fraga to take the PK." Uh, and he said that they were going to have some words about that, um, investigate how that came to be. But anyway. <laughs> No one would have cared if it had gone well. Uh, he does the whole long run-up stutter step thing. 
slow shot right off the post. Barely dings the post. And, and then he laughs about it. Rodrigo's probably got another, uh, you've got another conspiracy theory, don't you? Oh, well, no, actually, I have some really interesting <laughs> trivia. Oh, okay. This year, the Minnesota United, our loons, have had three PK opportunities. Mm-hmm. They've only scored on one. Mm-hmm. The last one. The, they're the second one. Because the last oh, one was, was Fragapane. Sorry, the number two is what I meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, all three of those PK takers were Argentinian. Oh, that's true. All those three PK takers a lot of mate. Have, have connections to Boca. Boca. Yeah. If you ask a River Plate fan, and I ask Monty, uh, who produces the show for uh, Jimmy Conrad and uh, his good friends with uh, uh, who's the guy that used to do the Univision guys, Fernando Fiori. Is it Fernando Fiori? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a River Plate fan, just like uh, uh, like Monty. And then and I always make we always make fun of each other. And he goes, well, he he told me he's like, well, that's why they miss. That's why two of them miss all the book guys. because they're book. <laughs> <laughs> book a PK taker. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. There you go. There's your there's a trivia you can use now and some sort of like drunken fest if you get into one or just like want to stump someone for lots of money. That's what you got to do. And of course, the one that that was scored was a panenka. Yes. Where um you know, 100% on panenkas. Yeah. That's what we are. 100% are. on panenkas. Um, there were six minutes of stoppage time in this one, you guys, and I was getting really nervous because I know Tyler Miller had to make a couple really big saves. I mean. Uh-huh conceivably LA could have pulled it off in that stoppage time, but we're kind of lucky. We, we, uh, they kind of forgot how to shoot again for the last few minutes. Well said, well said. So they pull it off. Well, ish, they tie three, three, but as you said earlier, um, one of you said earlier, that's, that's really all they needed. Um, let's, um, and and then the drama of decision day played out. Yes. That's what, that's where I was going to go. Let's, let's pause on this. We'll do, we'll do West in a sec. Minnesota was safe, and then it got a little uh, interesting from all there. I was going to mention that uh, Boxall, Raitala, Lud, McNair all caught up for all the international stuff happening right now. Yeah. But, let, but let's go to this mess here. Let's start in the East. How about um, we already knew basically like the top four or five situation. Atlanta kind of solidified that. But then it got really interesting in that very first match, Montreal and Orlando, both of these teams playing for a spot. I thought I honestly thought Montreal was going to pull it off, and Orlando shut him out two nil. And Orlando jumps in and jump up to uh, number six, in fact, from from being below the line. So that was the first kind of big surprise. And then with the Red Bulls tying, they get to survive as well and stay at the last spot in seven. Any comments there on the East? I was just really sad that DC United did not, was not able to make it into it. They were literally like one point behind. And so it was tight. I mean, it was just like the it West. Was super Everything tight. Was very yeah. tight. Um, let's, let's do the West now. So I guess the big thing here was Colorado <laughs> did not see this one coming. So um, did I put all the rest of the results in there? I guess I didn't. But what is it? Seattle tie. How come I didn't put the other ones in there? I put the East, but not the West. But anyway, Seattle, Seattle and Vancouver, they tied. And then what was the other one that affected uh, SKC loses, right? RSL beats SKC. In a controversy, but yeah. Yep. 
Yep, in a controversy. Do you want to go ahead and talk about it as long as we're on it? I know, I know that the um, extra time. Well, I mean, the goal, the goal that RSL scored at. in a second time was, was a great goal. Yeah. But um, there was a situation in which um, an RSL defender, when there's a, a counterattack and there's a scoring chance for one of the, the keepers, I mean, one of the, one of the SKC players, like he punches the ball with his hand to go around the player. And at that moment, right, like if the SKC attacker just ignores that he touched the hand and just keeps on running instead of stopping and doing the fragapane, raising his hand and pointing to an eye instead of playing through, um, you know, that, that could have been that, that, that could have been a score, but also that, that was a PK, right? Like um, pro referees later on said that that was, you know, something that for some reason VAR wouldn't overturn. And so that, like, like I, I, I get SKC's being upset at a PK and like you know, getting a buy. But regardless, you're in the playoffs. I mean, that's the main goal, right? I mean, sure. but if you're if you're LA Galaxy, you're pissed. So this this is the thing to talk about. So amazingly, with those two things happening, Colorado jumps to number one. Colorado gets the buy. Didn't see that one coming. And as Rodrigo was saying there, the RSL late win knocks the galaxy out which again didn't see that coming as well and so we have this situation where every single california team and every single texas team does not make the postseason which i'm pretty sure has never happened before and we should yeah we should also mention that that rsl goal happened while minnesota and galaxy were in what like 75th 80th minute or something something yeah Um, so when that news comes through that rsl wins on this big goal. Um, Even on the broadcast, there's just this intense like switch in atmosphere in the stadium because news kind of rippled through. Everyone's on their phones watching results. Um, And Galaxy had a coach on the bench who, both teams had a coach on the bench who was tasked with, you know, watching the other games and keeping track of the scores and the standings. Um, And that's when they really started pressing us again that's when that's that six minutes of stoppage time got a little bit scary yes uh, because they knew that they needed the goal they needed the winning goal in order to get into the playoffs and it wasn't just about one point anymore right. because up until that up until 75th 80th minute both teams were playing for a point mm-hmm. but Bruce next goal uh canceled that out yeah mad intense uh did not enjoy it, to be totally honest. <laughs> got... That's that's what decision day is about. Though. I know, like... but when when, but it, when it's, it's your it's team, it's we... not like it's not so much. It's not this intense where it's like almost right. every single game. I, I can remember a like a, I, yeah. I think the first time we qualified, it was this intense. I think right, like we needed. I, I forget, but regardless, like decision yeah, day yeah. in the MLS is the closest thing we have to relegation. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> So like that's the one thing you like have to be super excited about. Like it's crazy, right? Crazy. I mean, um, I'm just happy that finally the United States was able to uh, honor the treaty, the 1848 Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, and therefore <laughs> all the all the lands that were in Mexico that were owned by Mexico and belonged to Mexico, aka uh, the Texas and the Californias. And oh wait all a the second. Other- I- I see where you're going, but that's not entirely true because Colorado and Utah are still in here. Hey, I, it, it's 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 a it's a treaty. There needs to be some negotiation. I'm pretty sure. 
there's there's but a little there's... Sort of ground in there. They're yeah, kind of the, the border but, state. You know, that's funny. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. All right, so yeah, there it is. So Colorado one, uh, Seattle two, SKC three, Timbers four, Minnesota five, Whitecaps six, and RSL sneaking in at seven. So yeah, that Whitecaps one, thing was like, holy cow! Are they good for that man? That coaches. Yeah, I love that dude, man. It's like. Puro Italiano, amore. He's he is a fun fun guy. Yeah, no, um, it's just one of those things too. Is like the, he's got them running all in the right direction, and really they got their attacking. So it's it's great. So the one for us though that we're looking at is that Portland Timbers match. That's who we draw next week, a week from today, in fact, in Portland. Um, other matches there they're going to be SKC and the Whitecaps, uh, Sounders and Real Salt Lake, and then on the East. You got uh, NYCFC in Atlanta. That should be a really interesting match. They're all good. Nashville, Orlando, Union, Red Bulls. Um, woof. Those are all. They're they're really good. I, I like the I like the draw. I like how it kind of played out. Uh, any other comments? I mean, I, there's a couple of things about the decision day. There was, you know, you know. I think uh, we had um, three. And maybe you guys can help me with the names. We had three players retire. Wando finally hung it up. And it was official. And I think Chris Wondolowski is going to be like, you know, like it, it's an MLS legend for sure. Totally. Yeah. It was a very I mean, Wando way too. Like nobody knew. And then he just kind of grabbed right. the mic and he's like, and listen, yeah, here, this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Instead of going to, instead of going to the media press and telling them, I wanted you guys to know first. And I think that is the most noble and that's the most like, you know, awesome thing I've seen to be able to retire in front of your fans, you know, because like, when he was suspended, you remember, you remember like a couple of years ago when he was suspended, he's in the, he's in the cheering section with his shirt off, with it up. That's the dedication and love that he brings to, um, to this league and to his team. And the fact that he was able to score on his last game as an MLS player, you know, it's, it's a big, it's a big send off. I mean, he I think that's the record. He carries right? that record with mm-hmm. him. And then you had uh, one of the which which Iguain brother retired. I forget which oh, one. Is it, is it Gonzalo? I think so. I can't remember. Probably. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, oh, and then who else is it with uh, SKC or Beasley from? Yeah, Beasley. Mm-hmm. He was SKC now Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had three three retirements, and I think that's. Uh, Wando's next chapter has already been announced like 48 hours later they made him special assistant to the president of the quakes oh wow uh, or it might not have been the president one, one of the hat shots in the in the sporting office um, look, look if there's anyone that deserves a community outreach position it's freaking exactly. Wando <laughs> so just nope. gave him the community outreach no, position there's no one on on Twitter questioning that appointment whatsoever. They're like, "Oh, good. Yep, that's cool. exactly where he should." Sweet. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Um, well, let me ask you guys about um, next Sunday, the 21st. This will probably happen after we record. Maybe we can do a little slide something in, like we did last week with Rodrigo, with a reaction once we're done. But uh, how we feel about Portland? I believe it's 5:30 Eastern night, so 4:30 our time, or is it 3:30 our time? You guys know? 4:30 our time. If if it's 5:30 Eastern, yeah, 4:30 our time. How are we feeling? Uh, Portland. Sometimes we actually most of the time we play them pretty well, but having them at home, I mean, who knows? 
I, I, I don't I honestly don't know where to land on it. I mean, I feel we can we can be successful and also feel that we can we can blow it. Like, <laughs> like we, be- we yeah, we don't know what which team is gonna show up. That, the, the, our consistency has never been consistent, so we're not consistent team. <laughs> so like I don't know. I mean, like with Ozzy back, I think that that helps. I feel you know I feel kind of bad for Dotson because like he just hasn't shown up when he needs to show up and, and, and be that midfielder like attacking or like you know it's just it hasn't worked out from the second half of the season. Um so so I don't know. I'm hopefully that he'll the playoffs will be a spot for him to shine or or or, or that, but like we'll see. I mean it depends what, what, what are we looking for. If we start with this four two three one. Like we really have to be like our, our defense really has to be well in sync to to absorb all the counter pressure that Portland is so well known for, right? And they have all. I mean, uh, first you know, Osprilla uh, uh, is, is has been now like I don't like him, but like he's he's a force to reckon with. Not only do they he's, have the Chilean, he's, hot. he's yeah. on fire, you know. So that's the thing. So that's what we gotta we gotta be able to to do that. Like we have to be disciplined, and if we're not, then it's gonna be. A wide open game, or it's going to be like a real close game, either one of those. And it's going to be interesting in terms of um, minute management and tactics, considering four loons currently out on international duty. They will all be back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all four fly home Tuesday or Wednesday. They'll do their recovery day on thursday with the team and then they will fly to portland with the team on friday to prepare for sunday so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot i mean portland i believe has a few guys doing the same thing Mm -hmm. um they're doing charter flights so they don't have to worry about the whole quarantine period in between matches uh with this tight schedule and then if you get through this one it's an even closer uh match um next up but I mean, I don't really see Heath changing a whole lot other than probably Ozzy going in to, to start. Yeah. Um, I mean, Maybe yeah, we get uh... like they've, they've been running hot and they're, they're all going to have to show up 100% and make it work. Maybe the halftime show is just uh, uh, Chara and Ozzy put on MMA gloves and there are 10 guys make an octagon and they just go at it. <laughs> Wait, you've forgotten about the Chara Fragapane octagon oh, match? Oh, that's oh. true. Yeah, I'll take it back. Let's 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 put him in. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. It's 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 going to be really interesting because we don't know. Like I don't know. Like that that environment's good. I had forgotten about that. That's going to change the environment atmosphere just a little bit. Woo! All right. Well, hey, we'll see what happens. Drama. Two hundred seventy-five fans uh, flying out. Saw that. Game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's talk the, about that. Good on like, the team and good on the supporters for kind of. It, yeah, it seemed like it kind of started right? like um, on um, Sun Country. It seemed like oh. it started like a joke, and the Sun Country's like, "Yeah, let's do this." Well, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a joke. It was fans like begging the team to do this because they, mm-hmm. they've done it in the past. I mean, right. Usually for, I mean, the USAC final there was uh, a charter yeah, yeah. flight to Atlanta sponsored mm-hmm. by the team, um, mm-hmm. and just. Like a month ago, they announced their partnership with Sun Country Air, um, like an actual partnership rather than them right. just topping out charter flights uh, 
Does that mean if you're a season ticket holder that you get a discount at Sun Country? Because that'd be great. It's, it's, I don't think it's because you're a season ticket holder. Doesn't matter. Make it happen. It's it's a package, though. Maybe, maybe that'll come into the 2022. Because when you, when you announce a partnership like that in the last month of the season, that stuff doesn't happen. But, well, hopefully we'll, we'll have something. I would prefer a better gift from Sun Country. And the digital gifting this year than than anything that Minnesota United put out this year. You don't want a pair of socks? Uh, no. So do sticker? I need? Do I need to talk about my my feet? No, I don't want people to talk about my feet. You you can choose a sticker. Um, I, ch- I chose the blanket because you can always have blankets. I didn't even I didn't pick mean, one. I kept forgetting about same, it. Same. Uh, um, yeah, but it's it's going to be crazy, and it's basically everyone is doing the uh, the the under 24 hour trip like some of us did last season before the COVID shutdown happened. Uh, that was the last loons away trip. Um, and it's a fun place to do it. I mean, there it's going to be a little bit different. They, they do have a mask mandate. They do have a vaccine and, t- or, and or test mandate. Um, and then of course there's boycotting the FO um, in protest of the, all of the NWSL stuff that we have talked about here. So yep, thank you. Uh, have that next. It's it's gonna be a big opportunity for Minnesota fans to really link up link up with Portland fans mm-hmm. uh, and get together on some of those aspects. And I'm sure it'll be absolutely crazy for 90 minutes and and then they'll be back in it together again afterwards. Uh, the departing flight I believe moved back a couple hours. Um, so they'll have plenty of time to go across the street to the bar and and just enjoy the moment. So, hell yeah! There's always been a lot of solidarity and camaraderie between the Portland supporters, the Timbers Army, Definitely. and the Dark Clouds. So that's that's a long history there. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's on my bucket list to do eventually is to go to Portland mm-hmm. for a game so I can do a double dipping and schedule it with a Timbers and a Thorns game just to be able to experience that. But no. Yeah, I mean it's it's I think it's gonna be fun in the aspect of like it's going to be crazy and it's the playoffs and as much as Heath likes to plan around then I think like everyone, you know, the one objective is to win and, and play the next one. So hopefully they'll they'll be they won't be it won't be as crazy as we see in other games where people are playing ninety minutes without getting any any kind of rest because that's not gonna work. Besides this match that obviously is the one we're most cued into. Uh, on the west or on the east, or is there another matchup that you're just really, really drooling over? You're just like, oh, I can't wait for X. Um, let's see. I'm I'm trying to see what the I, I totally forgot the bracket on the east, but uh, east, who east does... you've got you got New York City NYCFC versus Atlanta, Nashville, Orlando, and Philly and New York Red Bulls. Um, I think. I, I, you know, I on Sunday we have, yeah, I, I want to see that Atlanta and watch the FC. I think Dati, okay. like Dati won, um, won, um, Golden Boot, I believe, right? I mean, yep. so that's just going to be a game where, like, you'll see, right? And I mean, and I'm happy for Atlanta in, in some sort of sense because, like, with their new coach, it, it's become more apparent of like Barco's finally showed up and being the Barco that he needs to be and that we all knew he could be. Mm-hmm. right and he's taking that upon himself and that's great and so that's always fun to be able to see 
when a young player, like a real young player, steps up and, and do that and makes the um, management really, you know, really make makes him seem like a good 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 decision to, to hire him. But it t- it took a couple of years. It took a couple of years to finally be able to see that. I think that's great. I think um um so yeah. I mean, I think uh, Kansas City. Vancouver, like who knows what Kansas I'm, City team shows up? I have no idea. That's, that's the that's one that I'm so... looking at. <laughs> well, and 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 it'll be interesting to see with two weeks off what that does for Vancouver. Like that, we're just like smoking yeah. hot on fire, ready to go. If if it helps or hinders them, right? Which which Vancouver team is going to show up? <laughs> yeah, that that's the one where I'm just like, give me chaos, <laughs> just let it <laughs> let it rain, let chaos rain, and. And Seattle Salt Lake is going to be uh, Rui Diaz, Sophie Rusnak. The oh yeah, yeah. There's there's good stuff for sure. There's good yeah, stuff. it's 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 all I mean. I mean, then you also have uh, what is it? The Canadian Championship, right? Uh, between Montreal and Toronto at Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, sure. so that's also playing that day. But of course, that's that. No one's going to watch that because that's like <laughs> you know, doesn't. I mean, the United States is not going to watch that because nobody has it. I think you have to probably pay for that kind of thing, but I mean, that's, well, let's, let's transition quickly to later today. Um, NWSL is going into semifinals. Uh, well, we, I should talk about quarterfinals first uh, red stars, one nil over Gotham and Washington spirit, one nil over North Carolina courage with a very, very late last minute, extra time. Well, not really last minute, but in extra time, last minute, Washington spirit uh, pull through there. So again, today, now we've got, uh, the OL Rain against Washington Spirit and the Thorns against Chicago Red Stars. I believe both of these are on regular Rabbit Ears CBS, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I mean, I think it starts like within the next half hour or so. This is that's what I'm going to use my afternoon is switching back between these two games. Just because, yeah, who do you like, Rodrigo? And I, I know besides the Thorns, I know you guys are a Thorns. I think, I think all, all drama and, and terrible things aside, I know that that's the team that kind of, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a uh, this, this season has been really interesting. I mean, I you know I'm a Rapino fan. I think Oil Rain has some some good parts, but I also like the spirit in a sense, right? And so like, I I think all of them all together, I think it's it's going to be really entertaining. Like the spirits have always you know have a um, have found a way to 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 be competitive, and I I think that's it. I wouldn't write them off. I mean, I think the favorites, you know, it's the rain, but I think Washington can can upset Pico, and I. And and they they clash in my two you know NWSL teams the the Chicago Red Stars and the Portland Thorns two of the best kits that there that there is out there and I'm like you know I mean no Mallory Pew because that's a positive COVID or COVID protocols right so you know but I don't know if they're not uh, they're not happy with that decision at the moment so mm-hmm. so. But there, that that makes it that changes the game status. So people aren't aren't happy with uh, her decision not to get vaccinated. I yep. believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, this this is the part where I just sigh. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Portland, um, P- Portland, Portland's stack team. I mean, there's also no. Um, oh, jeez, who announced? Um, never mind. Let's just move on. <laughs> I, I'll come back to me. But um, a great segue to take a break. And we'll do no, no crystal, no, no crystal done. Sorry, <laughs> there it is. There, you got That's it. it. You got it. That's it. All right, yeah. we'll be back. Break time. Nationals. <laughs>
Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be tuning in because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. And we are back for the second half of the Minnesota football show. We'll be talking about a lot of international news and soccer. And um, I think I think my Newcastle United actually have a coach. Um, so, oh, yeah. yeah, we have somebody. Um, You're going to tell us or you're just going to cliffhang it like this? No, I just don't know who the person's name <laughs> oh, is. Oh, you don't so know. We okay. hire someone. That's it. I, that's, that's how involved and deaf into it right now with the EPL right now. <laughs> Breaking news. There's a coach. Yeah. Well, speaking of EPL, I don't think Bridget wants to talk much about this one. Um, West Ham, Liverpool, Bridget, what happened? Blowing bubbles. 3-2, West Ham. The bubbles, I don't know what those are about, but that was kind of the highlight of the game. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I, I guess we can pin some of it on uh, Goleiro Brasileiro Becker with the own goal, like, right away as soon as the match started. Ouch. Yep. Um, but yeah, kind of came back three, two final. And I did not realize West Ham were doing as well as they are. They actually jumped Liverpool to third place in the table. Wow. Look at that. No comment. Rich is like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All I got to say. This is, this is where Zeller would be like, now they didn't even play. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yep. That's just okay. a FIFA FIFA 22 score. That's just yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Go just ahead, one of those EA sports. It was one of those EA sports games. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, um, I just like to report that my Newcastle United is no longer at the bottom of the table. There you go. Yay, Yay for you. Um, let's talk about uh, Neymar and Marilia Mendonca. Uh, I guess for those that don't know, she was a very there's I I I liken this to Selena in a lot of ways. There's a lot of parallels to Selena. Um, she was a very young, up and coming uh, Musica Sertanesia singer, which is like the big folkloric music of uh, my region, my family's region there in Goiás. She was actually from Goiânia, where I have lots of family. Uh, breaking nationally, breaking internationally. And she was kind of doing like the the T-Swift thing where she wasn't just, the Musica Sertanesia, by the way, is kind of like the, Tejano country kind of version of, of what Brazil does down there. It's very similar to Norteño, Tejano. There's a lot of accordion. Um, there's usually a dupla. So you have a baritone and a tenor voice singing. Not a lot of women, very sexist, very misogynistic. Just, I, I, don't, I don't like it musically for a number of reasons, but add that aspect in that other side as well. And I really don't like it. It is not my thing. I I recognize the importance of it to my people, to my family and to the region or whatever, but you'll never, ever catch me being like, oh, let's put on this, let's put on this Sertonejo artist. This will be good. No, it's not going to happen. However, this young lady, uh, she was very progressive. She was very, she she had a number of songs on just really, really strong feminist uh, issues and ideas. Equality, first of all, women's rights. She had a really big song that uh, was a big hit about uh, basically treating sex workers with dignity. Um, it was called the, um, what is it? The Otro Lado da Casada, I think it was. I got to remember. Or some, uh, anyway, it's the other side of the street is what it, kind of what it translated as. It's The lyrics are, are really good. They're really good. This is all set up to say that she was tragically taken earlier in the week. She died in a, in a plane crash. 
26 years old again. And I, I, I know Selena was, was murdered, unfortunately, but in, in terms of like their musical styles and their trajectories and just the impact they were having nationally and then just being taken away so, uh, so tragically and so young, like I was trying to explain to people like who she was and she was kind of like the closest parallel that I can think of. Um, and so anyway, Neymar scores a goal against Bordeaux for PSG lifts up the shirt and he's got the Eterno uh, uh, for Marile uh, Mendonça. And they were actually friends. Like they knew each other. They like, they partied together. He sang with her, did like karaoke stuff. Like they actually had a real friendship and knew each other personally. So I knew he was legitimately shaken up and messed up by, by the tragedy. So um, is, is that why he decided to uh, take his anger out on the uh, referee that was uh that was refereeing the Colombia Brazil game. I didn't get to see it, um, but we, we'll go there in a second. Um, maybe <laughs> possible, but I would, I would encourage people like for listeners and for you co-hosts as well. Uh, she, her, as is the case. I mean, it sucks in a respect, like a really talented artist tragically dies. And then like the popularity just goes through the roof. You know, that's sadly how these things work, but like her music broke Spotify basically over the past week. Um, cause everybody's like trying to catch up and see who she was. And, and granted again, because of what I already said, I'm not a huge fan. I knew a few of her songs. I had to, I went back to and listened to some of the discography and, and there is, I was just, I was bringing in the Taylor Swift thing. There are a lot of crossover kind of things that she does that the music definitely does not sound as, 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 um, what I want to say, traditional it's got a little more poppy sometimes even rock feel she was a big hip-hop fan too which i did not realize and there's this i posted this video of her doing a nice tune which is one of my favorite brazilian hip-hop groups it's like kind of like the run dmc of brazil like they've been going since the early 80s and i mean she got she has flow like you know you, you see this country bumpkin from goiania from goiás just like throwing down following the whole thing of a nice tune it was I did not expect that from her. Awesome. So anyway, yeah, I know it's a lot, but it, it, it was a really big deal in, in Brazilian and South American media and, and everything as, as it's kind of taken over the cycle there. So anyway, it was, it was nice to see um, a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a moment of, of honor and remembrance through Neymar. Yep. And there and there's video of him and, and and her doing a I think they were doing a karaoke song. They weren't even doing one of her songs together. It's it's pretty sweet. It's just a, a sweet video. Um Formiga also on the Brazil tip. She has officially retired. Uh Celeson legend, 40 something. Oh, I mean look at this photo. She looks amazing for how, however old she is. Just ridiculous shape. Um yeah, they're so they they're playing, I can't remember who they played in Manaus, but uh at this point, I think it's, it's official that she is done. Uh, legend. Totally. Totally. I'm going to miss watching Formiga on the field, I'll tell you that much. Which then, you know, adds on to the speculation, what is Marta going to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, same generation there. Formiga, though, I think still like five or six years older, actually, than Marta. And this this was the jersey that I was trying to find for my, my little girl when we were down there a couple years ago and did not succeed. Wait, you need a Formiga um, jersey? Say that again. You need a Formiga jersey for your. Do you have one? I can probably find one. Because we, yeah, we I can find one. We looked in Santa Catarina. We looked in Goiás. We looked in São Paulo. 
granted the sao paulo one was just the airport but we still did yeah i'll ask my mom because she's scheduled to visit us again so right on you more than lucky. Um, i mean it's not going to be like you know like fifa made quality like you know i'll, I'll find you one but like it yeah won't yeah be like... she ain't gonna care yeah right from off the street the the camelo that's that's where i'm at anymore <laughs> that's totally fine if it costs more than 20 bucks not worth it <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> it's it's mikey like like mike <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's 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 Adi Do. Adi Do. That's right. Adi Do. Adi Yep. Yep. Four stripes. How'd that happen? <laughs> Wait. What? Why is the emblem upside down? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. I've seen that one too. Oh, they're so good. They're so I used to have a Brazil jersey like that. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen the Puma also with two tails. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. 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 Oh, that's that's my favorite. One of my yep. favorite ones. And then and then we're like uh when they when they misspell umbro and it's ubro. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. That's pretty. You haven't seen that one. It's like because there's ubro, ubro. Nice. Everything's exact except it's missing the M. This is my favorite one. We could have have a a Patreon knockoff special. (laughs) Oh man, there used to be a website. Um. Yeah. I forget what it was, but you could buy like knockoff kits. For like, you can buy like, te- like five for like twenty dollars, right? Mm. And it was one. I forget what it is, but like, once someone introduced me to that, it was like horrible for me. Yep, yep. I've got a number of them as well. It's. I, I started even if you go to like TJ Maxx or Michaels, Marshalls, mm-hmm. not Michaels. Um, they have like all the the cast stuff so that don't sell. And then you figure out why they don't sell. Like I, I found a Mexican shirt that uh, I think it was it was the national team jersey had the crest on the wrong side. Yeah. And, like everything just looked kind of off yeah. about it. It was hilarious. Uh, what's that outlet? Uh, what's that? It's the um, the coat outlet. What's that called? Place called? Uh, uh, Burlington. There you go. That's where you gotta go. Yep. <laughs> Well, let's do this one. This story is pretty wild. This is like straight out of the Nancy Carrick and Tanya Harding situation. Did, did you all follow this? Like, this is this is <laughs> this bananas. is like this is crazy. It really like, is. So we've got uh, two PSG players that also both play on the French women's French national team, uh, Aminata Diallo and Kira Hamraoui, and they're both forwards in both teams. And I think Hamraoui is the number one, and Diallo is the number two which also adds to the drama. And so a while ago, I, I can't remember exactly. Uh, oh, November 4th. I, so it really wasn't that long ago. That was pretty recent, actually, like a week ago. It was, um, it was a long week, Eric. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. So they, they're, so uh, Diallo's driving, Hamrawi's in the passenger side, and they get assaulted in their car. And Hamrawi gets, it, it's just, it, it, it starts off just like, it, this is a very convenient assault, where they specifically go after her legs, like they bash her legs in, so she obviously can't run, she can't play. Again, the the, the echoes of the Kerrigan thing are just like, holy shit. <laughs> um, and then we come to find a week later that Diallo is responsible for this whole thing and paid off the assailants for presumably getting the number one striker position at PSG and perhaps the French national team. Just 
batshit. I mean, yikes. I can't wait for the um for the the twelve episode series on Netflix or Prime, be, where like this yeah. gets to be picked up and be like, that's just nuts. Like for for playing time, like this is done for playing time. I was like, wow. I'm like, well, if it's that crowded, get traded, go to Barca, right? Mm-hmm. I it, I wonder. I mean, these players are obviously younger than than both all three of us. I I wonder if they even know about the the Kerrigan Harding situation. Probably not. I'll, probably not, right? Yeah, Unless they watched the movie. I don't know that, yeah, if they had seen the movie or if they had Oh. We lost to Bridget. We'll get her back. It's just crazy though. I mean, like you actually thought this out and I mean I, I haven't seen any of the details um at all. Have you, Eric? I mean, j- just what we've got that I, I think we're just kind of starting to get, to get into the full investigation on everything. Yeah. But just the fact that that huge detail dropped is a lot. Sorry, Bridget, go ahead. We lost you for a sec. You were saying? Uh, I don't remember. So uh, if, they'd, <laughs> if they'd seen the film if, if they, or if they even knew uh, if they even knew about the, the Kerrigan Harding case. Was the, Here, was the here's question. my thing. Like, if I'm going to plan this out, I'm going to make sure. I'm not near where it happens, right? I mean, that's the first logical thing, right? You know, like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to drive the car and then you're all going to beat this person up and not even touch me at all. Like, like if I'm going to do, I'm going to drive the vehicle that someone's going to get beat up, beat up, I'm paying someone to beat up, beat me up too. So that at least that way it don't look like I planned the whole thing. Like there's, like, there's some planning. I've watched Netflix drama series and action films where like, and read enough comic books to know how it's supposed to go down. I mean. <laughs> so listeners, if, if, if Rodrigo is not around and something happens and he comments on it, you should immediately be suspicious. This is kind of what we're learning here. Uh, well, let's jump to, um, I, I only put this in here because the it's getting tight in, in both uh, Brasileiro and Serie B. Obviously, Serie B is, is where I'm paying a little bit more attention. Goyaz actually knocked off the leader of Serie B, Curitiba, on Wednesday. Uh, two to one victory. Big win. Big win. And so Botafogo jumps to one. Curitiba drops to two. Avaí and Goyaz are both tied with 58 and three and four. And the rest of the table from there is, is very tight. You've got another team, Serie at 57, CSI at 56, Guarani at 56. Excuse me. They have just a few more matches that they're done by. They're done by December. I think the first week of December. So like three, maybe four matches left. Um, so I'm going to have to go through this whole decision day mess yet again. Uh, looks like here. But as long as Goyaz keep winning, I think they're going to be fine. Even a couple ties, they'll probably be okay. But they really can't afford to lose at this point. It's tight. You need some help too. Yeah, I mean, it's like six points between top and, and fourth place. That's a, that's a... Yep. That's a big, 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 big thing. So, like, I don't know. I think, um, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm hoping they, they put it. It would be great to see Bota, Botafogo and, and Goyas play in the Premier League again. Yeah, so. want to get them back. Definitely, definitely. But what um, a crazy right. turnaround would it be for, like, for that to happen? Like, the two teams that get relegated and come back. 
I mean, it, you know, it's cool. I mean, and in, 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 in some respect, I think it's kind of cool that they were able to get it together that quickly. So I would love to see it. Um, let's do, uh, let's do qualifiers. Do you, do you want to save Coleman Bowl or do you want to start with Coleman Bowl? Let's go with the drama. Okay, so so that's a yes. <laughs> yes. All right, so here's Coleman Bowl. Um, Brazil had literally nothing to play for, and for whatever reason, they, they brought their, their A squad, and they beat Colombia 1-0. So tell me what happened with, with this Neymar thing. They, did he lashed out at the ref? Okay, so there's this scene, because, like, you know how not a lot of players like getting hit, but we know Neymar specifically, if you hit him, he's going to get upset. Um, and so there's an exchange in where, like, it looks like he's trying to um, gain control of the ball with his back heel as he's moving forward. Like he's trying to push himself and like someone kind of pushes him and then he kind of gets somewhat sandwiched, but he still gets through when the ball goes out of bounds and he yells at the ref, right? About that. That should be a foul. And as he's yelling at the, at the ref, he like literally bumps into him and then bumps into like the, in, into him and then bumps into him and still yelling at him, bumps into his arm and walk kind of walks away. And like the referee's just like, and that's it. This referee is like known for like being um uh what's he like a punk in a sense, but like he's no he's no joke. Like you and so I was like a lot of people were like, why didn't he get a card? I was like, this is this is coma bowl, right? Unless he's bleeding or he actually punches the ref, he's not getting he's not getting he's not getting fine. But no, I mean like it was one of those things where it was tense and 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 I mean it was one of those, one of those. Uh, I mean, I think Neymar got a, an assist in that game in order to be able to. He did. Uh, beautiful, beautiful assist. Goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a sweet goal towards the. It was like the seventy something towards the end. Um, Ecuador also wins over Venezuela. Uh, Chile wins over Paraguay one nil. Uh, the big story here, though, of this round. Uh, eventually, the following day, uh, Argentina also beat Uruguay. But obviously, the big story, and I'll let Rodrigo, you can. You can uh, bask in the glory. Peru has a humongous win against Bolivia, 3-0. And th- I guess the big narrative is this jumps Peru. Basically, one and two are locked down. Brazil and Argentina are done. It's fine. Yeah, we're, there, we're in contention. I mean, From there, it's, it's wide open. And Yeah, and Peru is within two points of jumping into the, uh, into spot, the yeah. qualification. So take it away, bud. No, I think it's, it's like this is, this is how like it's, it's like I was out at Menards. Because I can't watch these games, right? I mean, like, so I was out of the Menards getting ready for winter. So I was like buying, like, you know, we have a pellet stove up here in, in our second loft that keeps the place warm. So I was buying pellet stove and all the other stuff. And my phone, my what, my phone, my mom keeps calling me on WhatsApp like six times in a row. I was like, and I'm like, I can't answer. The South American driving in the goddamn WhatsApp. It yeah. Ends. I'm like, I'm calling it. And it's like, it's like, I can't answer. I answer it. I answer and I'm going to get charged international fees. And I was like, I can't answer this. Like, I tell my mom's like, I can't talk right now. I'm driving. Right. So I get home, I get all the stuff out and then I call her and I go, what's up? And she's like, Peru won three, nothing. And we played beautifully. And I was like, wait, what? We won. We beat, we beat Bolivia. I was like, yeah, three, nothing. I was like, and, I, and so then I'm like, I'm always looking for the highlights on the Come Ball channel on YouTube and they posted them out. And I, and I was following like Diego Montalban and Luisa Chegaray who, um, from SI who like posted the things and some of the, the game of play was just the typical brew that we've saw that qualify for the world cup. 
Um, and oh my gosh, any La Padula goals are just one of my favorite things to cheer for. The the man in the the man in the uh, people call a man in the iron mask because he he fractured his face. But this man plays Division Two Italian leagues. Someone needs to snatch this guy up. Like he's yeah, it's true. Like like MLS, you need like he comes to the MLS, he's totally gonna be like competing for for for. Wherever he goes, he's gonna change the team. Like he's yeah. he's that kind of a guy. And I think we have sports you club, we get promoted. Let's bring him in. <laughs> I mean, like Cueva finally looks like the Cueva we've been missing. And his second goal, which is like a short, it's a short cross header. Like he's short. Like he's he's five six. He gets the ball, he just taps it, and the angle is just crazy. Like Isa was watching these with me, right? Uh, and she's like, she's like. She's like, hold up, rewind that. I was like, he did what? I was like, no, no. I was like, oh my God. She's like, we watch all this. Like, and we're like, you're super excited because this is a type of soccer we, we got to play. And, you know, and we play at Venezuela next. Mm-hmm. And Venezuela is, is, is uh, people always see Venezuela as a walking joke, but they're not. They're a good team. They're a good team, but in terms of qualifying, that dream is over. They're yeah. Not, they're not going to qualify. Yeah. I mean, so like, we, we win that game. We could like Luke be in the top five mm-hmm. and Here, going into right a now. new year. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. So Ecuador have a little bit of a spread, not a lot with 20 points in third. And then from there, Chile at 16, Colombia at 16, just on goal differential, Uruguay at six, also at 16 on goal differential, then Peru at 14 and Paraguay at 12. So, I mean, one, two, three, four, five, uh, five teams there around three points trying to go for two spots. It's, it's going to be a wild race. <laughs> well, not only that, but then you, you, you got to look at, you know, like um, the, the upcoming matches, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, Bolivia plays Uruguay. Uruguay needs to score, right? Um, um, then um, Venezuela plays Bolivia. That's just, you know, go in. Chile needs to beat Bolivia in February. You know, it's just like, you know, there's lots of things, you know, Bolivia is still not fully like in, but like if you look at Peru right now, uh, Peru plays Venezuela on November 16th. They have to win that game and they're in it. But then they don't, they play Colombia, they play Ecuador, they play Uruguay. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. And honestly, Brazil could give them a lot of help because Brazil's got Ecuador. Paraguay and Chile. Right. The the thing that I liked about the schedule is that we're not playing the big giants towards the end of the yep. of, of the qualifying round. So we're done with Argentina. We're done with 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 uh with Brazil. Everything's attainable. And 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 Uruguay is gonna be a touch tough match. So is uh so is Colombia, but and so is Ecuador. But th- we've played these teams before in Copa America. We played them before. Yep. I don't and if you're if you're riding a hot hand, if you're riding something that's working, you know. It, it, it's going to be something. And then you look at who else, who else who's this, look at Paraguay. Paraguay, for example, they got Colombia, they got Uruguay, they have Brazil, and they have Ecuador. And then they, and then they play, and then they play Peru. I mean, that's, yeah. that's tough. Like whenever you have to play Brazil, that's, that's, unless you, unless, unless you can tie, it's, it's a, well, it's a big deal. At, at some point, I, I, I would imagine that Chite is going to, start bringing in an A plus B or just the B and even C squad. Cause like 
they're they're done. They've qualified. They, and, and unless it's a, it, it's always a um to to win the whole thing. And you know they're they're undefeated right now, so it'd be pretty fun if if they kept that. But at the same time, you know, are are is is Neymar and like Paqueta and like some of these big guys? Uh, are, are they gonna get? You know, when it comes between like crunch time and champions league and and playing a, right, a match right, that right. really doesn't matter they're, they're not gonna come right but right? i mean like the the talent pool for brazil has always been deep so yeah but what my, my point is though if, if it's a b or c squad that ends up going up against say like your your paraguay or whatever then you're gonna have a real battle yeah yeah but then like you look at chile right chile has a, also like an interesting schedule but chile plays ecuador then they play argentina and then they uh play brazil And then they finished in, in the finish with Uruguay. So that's going to be that that's a tough schedule. Yeah, so, it's and they're be sitting fun in fourth right now, I think, right? They're sitting in fourth, I think, right now. Uh Chile, correct. Yep. So yep. that will be, be really interesting. It's gonna be fun. Um, things are starting to move on the other side as well. I, I'm not gonna go through all the uh, the Asian Confederation matches, but what's in terms of clarity and the dust settling, uh Saudi Arabia and Iran are essentially in. And we'll kind of go from there. Japan kind of surprisingly is struggling. They they are in a third place playoff position right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if that changes in the near future. Um, just because it's, you know, it, it'd be weird to have a World Cup and not have Japan around. And on the Af African side, excuse me, I think the big surprise and actually won today as well is Mali. Uh, looking really good. So Mali is in. Algeria likely have it as well. And South Africa are the three teams that are, I'm going to say like 80%. There, there's still a few matches to play. Things can obviously happen, but there's point spreads and, and you know, the way their groups are kind of coming together. Those three are pretty well locked in. Um, we can do some UEFA ones as well. Some kind of predictions in the way things are. Um, Ireland and Portugal played. They tied nil-nil. That, that essentially got Portugal through, again, with, with points, even with a tie. Uh, but Rodrigo, tell me about this photo. I put a photo here in the notes. Um, we have, I can't even, I don't even know the Irish player's name, but uh, I just called it Ronaldo versus Irish Karma. <laughs> What do you see there? Um, I see that someone's been watching the MLS and, and is a fan of SKC. I think Team Ilya has had some effect on the worldwide stage. It's it's kind of the setup for a choke slam, right? Yep. All ball, all uh -huh. ball. I'm pretty sure. Um, um, who who's very well known for choke? I'm I'm pretty sure the Undertaker from WWE yes, legend will will come right. in and be like, "This is what we're going to do is a choke slam." So. Yeah, it's a pretty spectacular. Uh, no, that's photo, a great I photo. I mean, that's like yep. yeah, it's like many years of karma just catching up with him, and of course the ball is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> um. What else? Uh, we don't have to go through all these as well. I think I think the takeaway through that round, Portugal most likely in. Unsurprisingly, Germany also through. Uh, Germany put up a touchdown and a field goal, nine zip against poor poor little Liechtenstein. <laughs> um, the big surprise though here in that group that is uh, Group J, North Macedonia, and we'll talk about them in a second. But they are they are in a position to actually move through, which would be pretty incredible. Um, Denmark also won. They have a bunch of points too. They're likely through England. No surprise. They beat beat up on Andorra or Albania rather yeah. um, five nil. They are likely through. And I'll just jump to what's going on right now. 
I, I didn't get the final, but North Macedonia was playing today. I suppose I can pick it up. And they were winning. Let me see here. Do, 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 do. Yeah, they beat Iceland three to one. So the probability of North Macedonia actually getting through is is high, which is, you know, that was a team that we were very interested in. We were, if you remember, like, I don't know, four or five months ago, we were getting all these different facts and learning about the, the nation. And at this point, they, they might be in. Um, other ones to match currently going or to watch rather that are currently going on today, Portugal and Serbia, uh, both with a bunch of points and both likely through that's, well, that's one and two in their group and Spain and Sweden also one and two in their group and most likely in it's still a little early. They got, they got a number more matches, but point spreads are kind of telling the story there. All right, Rodrigo, let's do CONCACAF, CONCACAF fever, CONCACAF madness. Um, Let's start with the one that everybody's already been talking about, uh, Dos Acero, U.S. over Mexico, 2-0. Uh, huge, huge win. Uh, big boost of confidence. Oh, in, man. In a rivalry that's, you know, so far this year, including now, it's it's going all the U.S.'s way, which feels strange, just not accustomed to that. Yeah, and I think the argument has always been that in those previous two other matches in which they've met for, like, championship stuff, um, for, for hardware, like, Mexico looked like a better team overall and the United States was able to finish up on their chances. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think in this situation, it's a little bit of the same, except for the second half, the USA totally dominated. Yeah. And that's I what think... I kind of got nil, nil halftime. Um, Mexico had lots of opportunities in that first half. Right. Walker Zimmerman coming up big. Uh... I mean, it was, it was a, like, I think Walker had a great game. Stefan had a great game. And that was a gut yes, call because, you. you know. Um, he had a, some be, pretty big yep. saves there in that first half. And I think um, uh, I still don't understand what Yellen does on this team. But, like, <laughs> regardless, you need someone to run fast and, and take up yellow cards, apparently. But, yeah. I mean, well, Wea was amazing. Musa was amazing. Like, every time Musa got the ball. Speaking of running fast, those two. <laughs> right. Aronson. I mean, you know, I mean, Pepe was – Pepe didn't have the amazing game that we've seen him have in previous game, but this is also a a Mexican squad that's you know veteran Mexican squad. They're not going to let him do, but he was able to take advantage of setting people up and and trying to do things. And I think that's that's fine for an eighteen year old to get that kind of experience and do that. Yeah. But I mean, I, I Tyler Adams just made some mistakes in, in the beginning, but I also think that Tyler Adams also what it was a one person they knew that they wanted to pressure. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the funny things is, is watching, uh, watching Mexico try to play out the back and how well that worked out for them for that one series that they tried to do. And they were like, Nope, we're going back to the old way, but it's just one of those things. Like they knew that the U S was going to press and they were going to counter on that press. And I think the midfield became really important in that matter. Right. And I think, um, that's going to be extremely important for the next match in Jamaica. But I mean, it was a well earned. It was a well earned win. I mean, the whole yeah. Pulisic thing that comes in and literally let's scores. talk about it. Super super sub. There, there was debate whether he was going to start or super sub, and that's what it was. He came in what like the sixty something. I don't remember, but almost immediately, like four minutes later, <laughs> gets the header. Puts right, Tim Ware with the with the with the thirty thousand step over and then boom, speed to cross. Yeah, well right deserved. to a falling I mean, Pulisic. I mean, Ware, Ware was huge. Hell, yes, he had a hell of a game. So, and that was great. I mean, I think that was that was awesome. And then there, there yeah. it is, and then the man in the mirror shirt that everyone's talking about. I mean, 
I, I didn't know the reference until until today. I, I listened to extra time. I was like, oh, I see. Now, now. I get yeah, it. yeah. Memo Ochoa said some not really very kind things, apparently. But now he has to eat crow. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, talk about McKinney, too. Uh, from what I understand, didn't have a really great first half and not really a really good second half either. No. Until he showed up and scored the second goal. <laughs> well, I mean, the second goal was was was, was a, a combination a combination and top of the box, creating chaos at the top of the box. And then it, the ball went off one of the defenders. Legs, yeah, kind of a garbage and it just goal, fell right? in his place, but no, I mean, he put it away. That's it. That's all that matters, yep. right? Yep. yep. Weston's yep. been having like a hard season, a hard, uh, a hard qualifying, right? He's he's been up, he's been down, but now I think he wants to focus and do that, and that's what you need him to do, right? And I think that's 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 the way it is. And this this group of of young young kids are now have the confidence in him that they can actually play a competitive game. It was just a competitive game. If, Tell me about. I, I watched uh, this game on TUDN, mm. and oh my god! The reason I watched the Mexico versus comentaristas comment- afterwards, oh my god, it was like it was like out. watching a telenovela, like ah, the, the, the climax of a telenovela. It was like one guy went on a 15 minute rant to how like Tata needs to be fired. Other persons are like coming in. They they get in Hugo Sanchez. They get in Javier. Oh. Uh, it was like all it, it's like chef's kiss. Exactly. I was like I was laughing the whole time, and I was like, and I'm like, you know what Tata is doing right now? I was like, the only people that is freaking out are the are the Mexican folk. That's it. Yeah. Tata doesn't. To, to him, it's just a game he lost. You know. Tell me about the uh, the red card. I I I'm not sure what happened there. Oh, double night. yellow. Yeah, it was a double. Is that what it was? Got yeah. it, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, what's dude's name? That defender. I can't think of his name right now. Help me. Is out. it Robinson? Yeah. Yes. I don't, I don't so know if it was it was Aaron or Miles. I forget which one it was, but yeah, one so of them. He'll be out uh, for the next one. Right. They called up Jeff Sand, so he might play some defense. And I've always liked Sand, so that's. So, so we'll see what else happens. So yeah. Yeah. So the the U.S. jumps to number one right now in qualification on goal differential with Mexico tied the same points. Um. I just put it in here. What does it mean? The team is not necessarily safe, but a little bit more comfortable. Maybe we can say. Yeah, I think they're comfortable. Um, here's the thing for me is like, I know people don't like Burhalter and I get, we can criticize a coach when they're doing bad and when they're not doing things, but like, and, and I'm hoping that those, those same folks are now saying he did a, he had a good game plan. Right. And some people will be like, yeah, finally he had a good game plan. But if you were to tell me that Peru would hire a coach that would beat their Archer and Nemesis rival three times within a year and get them in, you know, the top five or qualification round before before the end of the year, that isn't Gareca. I'd see go ahead. Yeah. Take my money, right? Who wouldn't? I mean, that's yeah, that's literally what's happening in that so sort of sense. It's like it's like, yeah, this guy's not perfect. No coach really is, but like overall, like the job is to qualify. Right. I mean, it's not well, like you get a bye if you take first place, right? I mean, you just Yeah. You got so other qualify, matches. Uh El Salvador and Jamaica tie 1-1. Canada gets the big win 1-0 over Costa Rica. And the one I really want to highlight is this Honduras Panama thing. We I was talking with our mutual friend Mr. Umar today. He's very excited. Um Panama were down 2-0 at the halftime. Yeah, and just that came was crazy. St- storming back three unanswered goals to win this thing three, two and basically keep themselves alive in that, uh, fourth Six place, spot. Uh, yeah, fourth playoff place, spot. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, huge win for Panama to stay relevant because this whole thing completely changes if they lose that game. Um, 
So what was I going to say? So Tuesday, you already mentioned it. U.S. goes to Jamaica. Probably a pretty comfortable win, even if they tie. That's fine. The, the, I think the one to to watch though is going to be Canada hosting Mexico, and oh, probably that's... it's going to be freezing. De- <laughs> depending Edmonton. depending if you are a Celsius or Fahrenheit guy. Right? Yes, it's going to be freezing. If you're Celsius, is below zero. If you're Fahrenheit guys, it's going to be cold still. Yeah, it, it might still be below in Fahrenheit too. I, right I, on the edge. Gosh, I'm going to uh, pray. I don't usually pray, but I'm praying for the orange ball to make an appearance. Come on, please. It would be, I mean, if Canada win this thing, which they probably can. I mean, they they gave Mexico a difficult hell of a time last time in Mexico. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's going to throw that this whole table off. I mean, obviously Canada would jump way up and Mexico could go as far down as fourth if Panama win. Panama. And I think I that's mean, in like, I think that's where, where uh, the Mexican national team takes a paycheck of Goyas and let's, 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 let's start that go. If that happens. Oh, interesting. I've seen I think so. Going. I mean, I, I, the, the, all the pundits in Mexico are, are literally super upset at him, but the thing that needs to be upset about is, is um, truly be upset is that there, there seems to be no sense of urgency from this team. Right. It's like, no tienen ganas. Like tienen ganas. second half, the passes were way off. No one was doing that. There's even a controversial red card that should have been a red card, but there's no VAR yeah. in these uh, in these qualifiers until next year, which is so dumb. I don't get it, right? I mean, uh, and that's it. I mean, like that's that's all you have to go on. Like, if they, if they lose to Canada, there's going to be some big switches coming. Oh, out. their their fullbacks have to be just paranoid as hell right now thinking about Tejan and uh, oh yeah exactly and they've got to be so scared because like, they've done it yeah because it already happened before they're just like we got to do this again <laughs> in freezing temperature uh it's gonna be a fun one that's gonna be a really, really that's gonna be the match watch. Mm-hmm. yeah yep um that's all i got my man let's watch some nwsl see what happens all right uh, we got the old Patreon up as well. If you want to support what we're doing here, patreon.com backslash mnfootballshow. Uh, Bridget had some technical difficulties, but on her behalf, I will say thank you for listening. And thanks to her and Rodrigo, always thank, thank you for your contributions as well. Um, please stay safe, listeners. There's still a pandemic out there. I don't want to get into it. It's It's been a rough week. Um, but uh, just just, remind, just remember that it's it's still real and it's still on and protect yourselves get vaccinated, do all that stuff. All right, everyone. Talk to you all later. Ciao. See you all. Well, it's like, what are we going to do now? It's like, we don't have a game for like another. No, it's just next week. Yeah. Well, just next week. But it'll happen right before we record. So we'll yeah. figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it stuff out. And then, yeah, either, either, either we'll go after, or we can just slide something in like we did all last right. time. All right. Talk to you guys later. See you all. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.